Shut up! <laughs> you live in a bloody crack den, so you can be quiet. <laughs> Guess what podcast it is you're listening to right now? Yes, that's right. It's the Game Central podcast. How did you know? Our listeners are so clever and attractive. Episode 21, and we are well on our way now. We have picked up speed like a runaway train, and we don't plan on applying the brakes anytime soon until we reach the station entitled Podcast Euphoria. Anyone who has listened to this podcast before, I can sure attest that we are some way off of that landmark occasion just yet. Some would even say that the train hasn't even left the station because of a signal failure. Some would even go so far as to say that the train went so fast and came off the rails entirely very early on. What would you say, Guy? Yes. Brilliant. No? No, yeah, I get what you're saying. Joining me today on location in one of the greatest train stations in Britain that sees thousands of commuters making their journey every day, we are coming to you live from the cubicle one of the female toilets in Waterloo Station in central London. And I'm joined by none other than Gareth Williams and Guy Whitlock. Hi guys, how you doing? All right. All right. Good, good. It's a bit of a squeeze in here, I can tell you. There is no real reason as to why we are in here. We just thought that for production and quality reasons, this is obviously the best place to be. If I could just paint you a mental picture in your mind, and it is mental, I myself, Rob Walker, am sitting on the toilet seat with my trousers down to my ankles should I need to defecate during the running time of this podcast. Sitting on my right knee is none other than Guy Whitlock, a shy and retiring personality like that of Peanut Peter. Peanut? Yeah, you can be Peanut Parker. Let's hope that he doesn't shoot out any web fluid today with all of us in such close proximity. And on my left, with his hair cascading down my left shoulder, is truly a wonderful sight. We are like the modern-day equivalent of the free-headed Greek mythological creature Hydra. It's quite uncomfortable, I can tell you. But hey, this is what we do. On my laptop is my lap. No, my lap (laughs) is on my laptop. That all three of us will be speaking into. It is only with today's technology that we're able to do this. How are you guys today? How are you feeling? Pretty good. All right. It's a, it's a bit you're of a squeeze, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, not, not comfortable. But... No, it's not great. It's not I mean, great. I don't see why there was well, any... My dear mum's phoning me. You all right, mum? What? You all right? Yeah, I think we should be at it by Monday, so get ready. I will get ready, mum. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to rumble right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just waiting for the to get back to her. Okay. Told the man that we want it. Right, Mum. Well, um, I'm All just right. doing my podcast at the moment. Did you say what? Mum, you know how important that is to me. Yeah, alright, bye. Bye. <clears throat> how are you feeling today, guys? My mum's really excited. She's just ordered a new fitness DVD that comes with a um, one of those strap things. My mum was also one of the many people that bought the hit We Fit, uh, which currently sits gathering dust underneath her TV. So she could just pull that out, couldn't she? But no, my poor mum, she feels directionless, so she has to go out and she buys a fitness DVD. Six DVDs, £60. What a rip-off. Wait. But the market is there, Gareth, isn't it? Wait, it's just fitness DVDs? Yeah, she's really excited about it. It's going to be delivered on Monday. It's, it's a big event, apparently. 
and I've got to get ready because apparently I've put on a bit of weight. A big event. Well, yeah, that's why I got my invitation. Yeah, we are rather a perverted family. <laughs> yeah, got, got my front row seat ready. Yeah, everyone, you coming, guy? Um, when is it? Uh, next Monday. You're probably going to just uh, in more ways last... in more ways than one. Yes. Oh, well done. Well, make me. sure you don't change uh, change what you're doing at the last minute and give us plenty of warning if you cannot attend. <laughs> okay. What? Guy, I must say, when we entered the location today, and you mentioned you hadn't had dinner, I was very surprised and quite disgusted to see you rummaging around the sanitary bin. You could have just ordered something from one of the many fast food outlets dotted around the station. Okay. <laughs> Are you just trying to promote Waterloo Station? I am. Um, today's <laughs> podcast, if no one has noticed, is coming in conjunction with London, tra- well, Transport for London, and specifically Waterloo. As you can hear, we're here in the middle of rush hour, the bustling journeymen making their way home tonight, uh, the employed people, and they're going home for an absolutely brilliant time. The female toilets, obviously, for health and safety reasons, have been shut down just to accommodate us being in here today. So you shan't hear any ladies um, emptying themselves. Unfortunately. Well, what a show we have for you today. (laughs) The news is leaking fast in the run-up to E3, with developers shooting their loads a week or so early. It spoils the unveiling of it at E3 for us, but we can't help but have a little look. A bit like Gareth and his Game of Thrones spoilers. (laughs) No, no, we, we don't make jokes about that, Rob. Sorry. We have our game show for your listening pleasure. Hopefully Guy will not unleash Gareth's ferocious inner beast this week by mocking him, especially as we are in such close proximity this week. And also, to end it all, like the greatest orgasm you have ever experienced, we'll be speaking about some of the games we are playing right now. So on to the news, and what a great news we have for you. We can't take the credit for it, as other people have made it happen. But we can surely relay it back to you and offer our opinions on the matter. Guy. What? Watchdog sells four million copies in a week. Have you ever sold four million copies of anything? (laughs) No. I like the way you had to think then and just go through your mind. Have I ever actually sold four million copies of anything? Let me just have a think about that, because, you know, I may have done if I just think about it a little bit more. <laughs> no, I haven't. Thank you, Guy. Have you, uh, any of you guys had the pleasure of playing Watch Dogs? No. No. Guy, I've got a feeling that you're going to be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um, as, as people may notice that this podcast is a little bit... It's, you feel a bit on edge today, and that's because I've had to sacrifice seeing my two darling children so Gaia can go to a pub quiz. <laughs> Say thank you, Gaia. No. Right, so does Watchdogs, <laughs> does Watchdogs deserve its four million selling point? A lot of people have been saying, I don't like it, jumping on the bandwagon. What does Gareth Williams think? <laughs> Well, I'm kind of surprised after seeing all these sort of average reviews that came out. Yeah. But um, I guess when you're um, mm. when you're on every platform available, then that's what happens. Well, the... plus there's nothing else out. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> Gareth. Is there that is something else out right now. <laughs> oh. There he goes. His Mario Kart, which is resting on my inner <laughs> I thought he meant his Thank penis you very much, as well. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I didn't mean my penis, but... Excellent. Guys, stop eating cookies! <laughs> I'm hungry! Put that cunt no. away! <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing is, I had to woof down my dinner, which has given me acid reflux um, before this. I didn't think, oh, I'll wait till the podcast starts, then I'll oh, start Is that, is that when you get that horrible, like, stomach acid taste in your mouth? No, that's sperm, guy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> right. I don't think that is sperm. <laughs> okay, right, four million copies. Four million copies. Yeah. We're not surprised. The, pu- the British public can be... Ru- He's doing this on purpose. Is he still doing it? The general public <laughs> can be a rather fickle bunch. And, you know, the next-gen consumers particularly have been begging for a game, haven't they, really, when you think about it? There's been hardly anything out, never mind the current generation. Well, the previous generation. Uh, the current generation now, we've been starved of games. So, you know, even if it did get a 7 out of 10... That's not a bad score. And I'll tell you what I think of it a bit later on, Guy. The Last of Us on (laughs) PS4 may appear as early as next week. Now, Gareth, that is a bit of an inside information from you, isn't it? Well, it is a (laughs) rumour. But I I tend to believe it. Like, I could definitely see a scenario where they come out at the PS4 conference, whoever's doing the Uncharted bit that's probably going to be there, and they're all like, you know... like. um, Hey, with the Last of Us is out today, by the way, and here's some Uncharted stuff, you know. Yeah, and by the time you get out of the shops today, those game will be available on the shop shelves. That's what they did with the Sega Saturn, famously. I think it was back in 1995, 96. They unveiled the console and they said it's available tomorrow. Well, they, they also did that with that newly designed, uh, redesigned Xbox recently, didn't they? Yeah, that's not really as big though, Gareth. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a patch. Anyone could do a patch. I could do a patch if I wanted to. No, because they came out and they were like, everybody in the room's getting yeah, one. I, just, you know. I bet, I bet, Gareth, that you thought, oh my God, it's available now. And you ran downstairs or stopped whatever it was you were doing and you just started downloading it immediately. Is what? that when the uh, stupid little men came along that looked like me's? No, they... With the no. stupid music. Do you yeah, remember they released a brand new console, the one with the button where if you brush past it... Oh, the small one. Yeah, it turns on if you brush past it. <laughs> glide. You just go past it. Uh, ding. Glide. <laughs> glide past it. I never have to glide past anything. Um, Homefront Revolution gets announced. Seriously, does anyone care? I mean, it no, was the most nope. uninspiring piece of crap I have ever seen. I swear there is a company out there who makes several... These cinematics every day, and then developers show up and have a look and say, "Yeah, we'll take that one, mate." If it had any title attached to it at the end, I would have believed it. Call of Duty, Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six—it could be a cut and pasted on any of the reveal trailers, and I wouldn't have correct—I wouldn't have questioned it. You know, do we? Is has there ever been such an uninspiring re- uh, reveal trailer? It's, it's hardly a property anyone cared about, is it? <clears throat> Wasn't so, it? Wasn't it the one where the sort of that's the one where like the Nazi zeppelins and stuff start flying over the city, isn't it? Uh, Is it? Am I thinking of a different game? I think you're that's... you're probably thinking of. I'm it. thinking of the original. Um, yeah, because they it's just Japan, it's Japan, isn't it? I can't remember. No, it's Korea. Oh, <laughs> for God's sake! <laughs> well, there was a there was that point in the first game where you're under a massive pile of bodies. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty good. And then there was that giant remote control car with guns on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which America yeah. thought was like the ultimate weapon. Yeah. I stopped playing it halfway through. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> but I'll set the scene for you guys. Uh, bland um, every man. Okay. Goes into a checkpoint. 
yeah. uh, which is guarded by South Korean soldiers. Okay. He then causes a distraction, which then allows them to blow up the gate, and then a, uh, a few people start running out of the gate, and then shooting started. And if it would have said, Ghost Recon 4, coming this summer, I wouldn't have questioned it. Hmm. If it would have said, Rainbow Six, Patriots, coming next winter, I wouldn't have... There was nothing Mario in there. Mario Sunshine me... 2. <laughs> Mario Sunshine. <laughs> and seriously, why is everything so damn repressed and depressing in the future? How about flowers? Some nice sunshine. I know that forceful occupation is not nice, but if there is one thing an occupying force cannot control, it's the weather. So why is it always so grey and dull? I would rather fight the oppressor in the summer. It'd be really nice. During the winter, I would stay inside playing Xbox. Unless they took that away from me, then there would be trouble. So, you know, you could probably... Guy, I know you haven't seen the trailer yet, but can you just try and imagine... Uh, what the... well, after what you've just said, I feel like I have seen the trailer. Um, yes, yeah. so... you've seen it a million times. Uh, wow. Guess what sort was the primary color? Was it brown? Yeah, brownie grey. Excellent. Guess what the uh, occupying force was wearing? Hats. Yeah, sort of helmets. What color <laughs> do you reckon their uh, their uh, armor was? Korean red. red? They were kind of... You're just saying that, Gareth. That's colour. They're actually well, no, black. The, I think they, the, the colour of Korea is like red, isn't it? Stop being racist! Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so, Gareth, you have some really nice... Other, other nice news, don't you? Especially... <laughs> with your, your little Super Smash Brothers, which you like to play. Well, if by that you mean the biggest piece of news for the entire week... Okay, obviously that's the biggest piece of news yeah. that you can play with an old controller. All right, do you want me to drop this news on you? Drop it. Okay, you can now play Super Smash Bros. Wii U with GameCube controllers. Wow. Yep, I'm super excited. I fucking love this news. It's the best thing ever. Has that really got you excited though, Gareth? Yeah, it's made me mean I have to get a Wii U now, eventually. Well, preferably when the game comes out, because you won't have anything to do with it. Well, I could I could buy Mario Kart 8, so I'm informed in my complaints about it. Yeah, you can complain about it. A lot of people have been saying it's just the same, but obviously Guy Whitlock has been playing it exclusively at Nintendo's HQ all week, <laughs> so we're going to be hearing from him a little bit later. But, Gareth, yep. you're a big Super Smash Bros. fan, and are you seriously going to drop that kind of money when this game comes out? Well, I have to now. Uh, have you got your GameCube controller? I bet you're holding your GameCube controller right now in anticipation. <laughs> Not quite, but I have them around just in case. Just in case an announcement like this happens. <laughs> in case my friends come over and we want to play Super Smash Bros. Re- Seriously, you still do that kind of thing on Smash Bros? Of course. <laughs> Did you not like the Wii one, Brawl? Yeah, you could use GameCube controllers on that. Oh, you've always got to keep a GameCube controller, haven't you? It's worrying. <laughs> Why is it worrying? Because, like, you'll never be able to just say, oh, I'll just chuck that out. Well, I don't want to chuck it out. It's a GameCube controller. Because they're awful controllers. They're the best controllers. You're insane. They look like the aborted fetus of a PlayStation 2 controller. Like, mm. it hasn't developed properly <laughs> with its stupid, undernourished... I, I can tell you now, the Xbox controller original was the best one. What? GameCube. What? The Duke? The original Xbox, the S controller. The massive one? No, not that one. That one nearly killed me when I was younger because my friend was spinning it around his head like a kind of medieval uh, weapon. But um, the smaller ones, 
They, they were superb. The analog sticks. But let's not talk about controllers, Gareth. Okay. Guy, it must be nice for you to know that there's a game that's going to come out on your console. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Brilliant. That's pretty pretty good to know. Talking of uh, ripping someone's spine out, Guy, Guy, Mortal Kombat X, which is Roman numerals for 10, has also had a reveal. Uh, how does that make you feel? Get over here! Uh, not that fast, really. <clears throat> not really big, that big on Mortal Kombat. No, I'm not. I'm not a big Mortal Kombat fan. I'm just going to shut this down before you try and take it anywhere. <laughs> that guy's face looks like scorpions on his Skype profile picture. All he needs is the sort of mask, and then he's right there, isn't he, Gareth? Yeah, he's got the the dead eyes thing going on. <laughs> yeah, and he's got like a sort of skeleton mouth. Oh, you well does as well. <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing. But as I was, um, to be honest, one-on-one beat-em-ups, they're probably the thing that get, get me least excited out of all of them. Uh, I think gaming primarily has come out of that. I think 2D fighters, You, I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love 2D fighters, especially uh, King of Fighters, I really appreciate the SNK sort of animations and King of Fighters 12 when Xbox 360 was absolutely beautiful. But I I can't appreciate it. I can't play them because I can't. So I can't enjoy them. But I imagine that if you're really into those beat-em-ups, you've got King of Fighters, you've got your fighting stick, you've got Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat is not really a competitive game. It's, it's more of a casual thing. Um, and I don't know where that kind of sits in the market now. Well... The thing with Mortal Kombat that sets it apart is that it actually has like a a really really good and robust single player. Yeah. And plus, I mean, if if the graphics look as nice as they do in this trailer that they brought out, then I'm excited because that thing looks awesome. I think. Well, you you gotta understand that if if for next generation con, well, we'll call it current generation now. Yeah. A one-on-one beat 'em up that has to be the showcase of graphics because all you have to do is render two characters on screen and the background. Yeah. So you don't need the processing power of millions of things going on at once or 3D environments or hundreds of enemies. You can really focus on it. And I think it's NetherRealm Studios making it, isn't it? Yeah, NetherRealm, they do that. But yeah. The Mortal Kombat. And I used to like Mortal Kombat a lot, but I found it very, compared to um, Street Fighter and all the Japanese-developed ones... Uh, quite clunky, and you can't really chain moves into one another, and it feels very disjointed. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, not every fighting game has to be like that. Like, it's its own thing, you know. Oh, you alright? Yeah, like it's got its own systems and stuff. Yeah. And, and plus, there are things it does that no other game does. Like, you know, in the trailer, like uh, punching someone in the leg, and then the, you see the knee snapping, X-ray and stuff like that stuff. Oh yeah, that looks really nice. Yeah. And I can imagine a few like, ooh. Oh, yes. They they get pretty fucking brutal (laughs) pretty quick. They're really awesome, the x-ray moves. But one of the main points, well, problems, is that he breaks uh, Sub-Zero's kneecap. You can see all the cartilage and bone fracture in it, and yet they still carry on fighting as if nothing's happened. Well, that's sort of carried over from Nine. Like, the x-ray moves in that were pretty mental. Like, there's there's a woman fighter in nine I think it's Katana she like uh, sticks her blades in somebody's eyeballs yeah Barack <laughs> Obama and um, 
And then Katana. she sticks them in the back of their head. Just through the skull. <laughs> nice. Somehow doesn't kill the person. So, I mean, they're not really going for realism when they came up with those moves. Yeah. But then do you carry on fighting? Yeah, once you've st- got stabbed through the eyes, you keep going. But that's what I'm saying, Gareth. That I would like a fighting game. I think there was one on the Xbox ages ago that if you got a limb damaged, it would then become pretty much useless. Well, so Yeah, but not every game needs like a realistic damage model. No, but if you're poking, how long does it become that you've become desensitised to a move well, pre- yeah, pretty that looks cool the first time? But then it just gets a bit boring because it keeps zooming in for these actions. Do you see what I mean? After a prolonged period of time, oh, here's the animation for the leg snap again. Oh, here's the arm snap again. Well, you know, yeah, but every fighter's got their own. So yeah, they keep it varied between every fighter. Well, you know, Gareth, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Guy, yeah, do you like to finish him? <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, all over your chest. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. really nice. Well, I'm just scrolling down. Okay. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight is delayed until 2015. Now, uh, that's quite upsetting news because that's a game that I've been really looking forward to. Um, Gareth, did that upset you as well? Because that is the game that you were going to buy a next-generation console for, isn't it? <laughs> um, no. No. Yeah, I think we've got another Watch Dogs on our hands, to be honest. Oh! Oh! Can't believe you just said that. That's rude. Well, not if you like Watch Dogs. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, it could be a positive, couldn't it? Yes, another Watch Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, it just seems to me like, you know, with it being a sequel and it doesn't look like it's doing anything different to the other games and the fact that it's now been pushed back as well, I just think we're really gearing ourselves up for another watchdog style uh, overhyped mess to be honest well it is going to be quite a wait now isn't it and uh i just i just think there's a lot of these things where it just feels like pretty much more that's that you know has come before it uh-huh. and i was sitting there last night in bed thinking about this e3 and thinking is anyone going to present us with something where we just think, wow, that's it, that's the next generation. Or most probably, which is more likely, we're going to come away thinking, well, that's pretty much the same as what we've seen before, just with shinier graphics. And I think we're in a real danger of that happening. And I think the promise of the next generation, or this generation, the current generation, is what is unveiled at this E3. Because there's a lot of people saying, we don't know what's happening, we don't know what's coming out, let's wait until E3. If we're then presented... (laughs) If we're then presented with a load of, not crap, but a load of stuff, oh, this is also available on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I think people are excited about the potential what they're going to see. But there could be a lot of people that end up disappointed because we'll get shown what's in the foreseeable future. And if that doesn't match what's in our minds, and we don't know what it is that we want, but we will know it when we see it. But the fact is, the danger is, are we actually going to be shown it? And I don't think we are. Well, that leads us nicely on to the next story. (laughs) Um, 
I think we are, and I think this next story will have quite a lot to do with that. Um, Because the God of War team are going to have something to reveal at E3 this year. Yeah, but again, are we not going to just say that's God of War with nicer graphics? I remember when God of War... Three, three. Yeah. That first battle. I don't know if you guys have played it, but you're you fight like a massive horse that's made of water. A if I'm not horse. mistaken, a uh, seahorse. <laughs> yeah, and it keeps coming out, doesn't it? Oh, uh, it, it keeps uh, the, the seahorse keeps coming out apparently, <laughs> uh, but it keeps going. Uh, the cam- camera keeps panning out and zooming out, and you're really tiny, yeah. and it'll go right back in again. And I think that was brilliant. But then, when all those set pieces are said and done, the bits that they show you at E3, when it comes to the day-to-day routine of just walking through corridors and through halls, it felt very ordinary. And I think that's a problem a lot of games face, that they can use the processing power of the next generation to dazzle you and kind of say, wow, look at this. But that's only like five to ten minutes of the overall game, which is about ten hours. So it's what you're going to do in between those moments. And I think that's what happened with God God of War 3. Well, but the thing about God of War 3 is that critics and people absolutely loved it, so... It was well-received, but it didn't really, apart from those graphical moments, do anything different than God of War 1 and 2. Well, well, that's what people would have been asking when 3 was going to come out, but the way they did that was just by upping the scale and the size of everything and the how epic everything felt. And I just think that, like, you know, with the new power of these consoles that we're on now, I could see a scenario where the way these games become more impressive and more sort of next-gen is by upping the scale. Like, the scale in 3... The scale in 3 compared to 2 was so much huger. I think another leap like that would be massive. Like, you know, Earth Defense Force, um, a game that is janky as hell, but the one thing they get right is scale. Um like the most impressive scale you've ever seen I think seeing that kind of scale but with beautiful graphics like they would have in God of War is something I'm actually really excited to see if we can do in this generation yeah and they probably could but the question I ask is can you make gameplay mechanics that are different I'd like to be able to climb up sort of free free form rather than all these cutscenes and having to do QTEs, being able to climb up a creature, fight on it and stuff like that, but have more control on it, if you know what I mean. Because at the end of the day, that's all background animation that's going on. You can't have any sort of interaction with it. You've just got interaction with this tiny part that's uh, directly in front of you. It doesn't matter what's going on all around you because you can't interact with it. And they're very good at that. Yeah, they are very good at it. And it's the same as they say, like, Michael Bay movies, where it's a lot of flashing and action going on in your face to kind of distract you from what's actually going on. And it's all smoke and mirrors, Gareth. Well, it is in those films, but I don't think I'm going out on a limb here and saying that God of War games are better than Michael Bay films. Yes, but that's for... I think, I think really, go on, Gareth, uh, uh, Cancer is better than Michael Bay movies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guy, you're not on the bloody message show anymore. And you're kind it's of... not. No, because I like Michael Bay movies, to be fair. I was just <laughs> what the hell to... are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good, actually, Guy. Um, just 
What do you do to no, people that you don't like? <laughs> so that is your uh, that's your contribution. Yep. <laughs> One time you open your mouth is to talk about cancer. <laughs> well, you don't. I don't want to interrupt your informed discussion with my completely uninformed points. If I'd wait till the end. Yeah. No, but you will interrupt it with keyboard clicking. <laughs> yes. So don't mind us, guy. Don't mind us, my friend. All right, I won't. <laughs> okay, and the last bit of news, Gareth. Would you like to inform Guy? Uh, how about Guy informs me? What's the news, Guy? Surely it's surely it's uh, the Wii U sales. Yep. Go on, more info. And the. 660% boost in a week since the launch of Mario Kart. Well, not even a week. <laughs> what, five so days. 600 people rather yeah. than one. Yeah, oh, basically. Yeah. But well, that's the thing. You can apparently, it sold, uh, apparently the game sold 1.2 million copies over the, the weekend. Hmm. Um, which for a console that is owned by about 1.3 million people. And you. <laughs> yeah, it isn't a bad attach rate, but when you look at what games like Watch Dogs are bringing in, even if they're not the best games, that's like three times as but, much. But apparently 82% of those copies of Mario Kart were sold as part of the Mario Kart Wii U bundle, which means quite a lot of people have picked up the console just for it. Um, and, and that is good. you know. But is, yeah. it, it's still a like 200 price point, isn't it? It's worth it. <laughs> no, it's not because I sat and watched. I sat and watched the reveal trailer of the Wii U the other day, and all the stuff they promised that that like it looked. Maybe they made it look like you could do with the controller and everything, and it's just not. Oh yeah, it's like a sliding the picture from the screen onto the TV. Yeah. yeah. Then there's like swiping something like a shuriken off the screen onto the TV, putting the pad on the floor to like play golf and using the Wii remote. Wait, the shuriken thing. And it's like that. That was in. That was in the Wii Wii Land or whatever it was, right? I don't think so. You've got to remember, Gareth, that you're talking to someone that's played about two games. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure we can take Guy's admittance of they haven't really used this mechanic. As well, they fact. haven't, regardless of... That's just a fact that they haven't um, fully utilised it. And even on Mario Kart, on Mario Kart, it's fucking it's a pain in the arse. <laughs> it's so stupid. You can either have the screen, the map, or a horn... But you can't have... A horn? A horn. Is that a screen, a map, or a oh, horn? You can either have it... You, you, That's it. You can either have it to display the TV display on the gamepad, or you can have it to display the map on the gamepad. Yeah, and they all make sense. <laughs> and then just the horn, like, for your car, or power-ups. Like, it'd be a, a gigantic button, what? and that's it. You might as well have, like, a horseshoe, or a peanut, <laughs> or a tomato, for as much use it gives you. Um, but, like... E- They've put the map on the gamepad, but now because of that, the like map is not on the screen, which is what? stupid. What? Well, so you have to take Cause... your eyes for the race to look. What's and it going means on. that if you play multiplayer, the people that aren't using the gamepad have no way to look at the map. Oh my god! Excellent. That's terrible. Which is awful, isn't it? That's that's terrible. <laughs> that's the worst thing. There's not even an options menu anywhere in the game. Oh no! There is not an options menu or anything. It's there's... wow. Sounds like a shambles to me. Well, that is the wrap up of the news. Unless one of you guys are going to jump in and say, no, it's not right. Well, I'll tell you what, because all the news seems to happen just after we fucking record the podcast. So let's have a look now. I'm going to go in there and have a look. Well, all right, me and Guy will have a look for 
Guy, you've now got permission to go on Google as you're the only one of us with access to it and to look if any anything has been unveiled whilst we've been talking. Uh, Halo 2 Anniversary Edition teased for E3. There we go. Uh, Murdered Soul Suspect Review getting two stars. Yeah, that's been getting quite panned actually. Yeah. Bless them. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Vine and more apps coming to Xbox One. Amazon has just listed The Last Guardian for PS3. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Really? What? Yes, we went through this last week, didn't we, where you guys didn't listen to me. (laughs) Sorry. According to Amazon's US website, The Last Guardian will be out this year, but only on PlayStation 3. The question of when, and in more recent times, if... The follow-up to Icon Shadow of the Colossus is going to be released has been one of the hottest topics in gaming for at least three E3s in a row. If anything, there's even less indication of the game's imminent arrival than ever this year, except for a curious new listing on Amazon.com. The release date is listed as December 31st, 2014, which is clearly nonsense. (laughs) And the box art looks like it was dogged. Well, why tell us that at the end? I don't like it when they do a, uh, a big news story and then at the end they say, probably not, because the cover looks like it was done by a two-year-old. Well, then it's not real then, is it? Idiots. But Wait, so they say PS3 only? Gareth, don't listen to that article. They're probably talking out of their anus. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, so that's the news. All, all tied up for yet another week. Um, E3 is fast approaching, and I can't, oh, I can't wait. On to the game show, Gareth. No, wait, let me do that a little bit more. Let's play this game fair. (laughs) On to the game show. Let's play this game fair. There you go. Hi, everybody. It's time for your video game music section of the week. This week, I have chose a piece of music which was the first ever piece of video game music to ever win a Grammy. So it's quite an important piece of music. Um, it was uh, composed by Christopher Tin. It's called Baba Yetu, and uh, people who've played Civilization Four will know it because it's the uh, the main theme from that game. Um, it was kind of the the first time video game music had sort of transcended the genre and been recognised by people um, who weren't in the industry. So it's kind of a big deal, and it's a really really beautiful piece of music. So I hope you enjoy Baba Yetu by Christopher Tin from the Civilization 4 soundtrack.
And today's game show is The Price is Right. Hello there and welcome to The Price is Right, or in Guy's case, most probably, definitely wrong. And what a show we have for you today. Games, games, games are some of the most expensive and some are just plain old worthless. It's up to our two contestants to guess which it is. Now I will say a game and it is up to our two contestants to see who can get a closest price. I obviously do not have a price list embedded in my mind, as that would be gross. But what I have used is a great site by the name of ebay.co.uk. I can't go into too many details about the site, but I will talk about it in depth a little later. But needless to say, it is great, and I'm so glad that I stumbled upon it. Why? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to try and win today? Um, maybe. Gareth, are you going to win today? Yep. See, look at that confidence. <laughs> Guy, do not wind up the beast today, okay? <laughs> beast. Right. So I'm going to say the name of a game. It could be past, present, definitely not future. And you're going to tell me what you think the price is. The person who gets the price closest to it will be the winner. Now, you're probably saying to me, how do you know the price is, Rob? How do you know the prices, Rob? Well, I have calculated the prices on eBay on completed listings and came to the average price for each game using maths. Right, so are you ready, guys? Mm-hmm. Wait, so is it like um, the closest to the answer without going over? Is that right for prices right? Um, you can just say, so if I say um, FIFA 2004, guy says £500. You say 50p, and it's a pound, you win. Okay. Alright, that seems a better way of doing it for this. Whoever's closest. Okay, cool. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I was born. You were born. Well done. <laughs> Panzer Dragon Saga. Now, Guy, you know your games. What would you say is the mean average for this game sale on eBay? Thirty-five. Excellent, pounds. Gareth. Yeah. Well, thanks for reiterating. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be in like Deutschmarks, which are a, a form of currency that doesn't even exist anymore. You nutter. Wrong <laughs> guy, Gareth. Sorry. Wait. So, if I understand the rules correctly, all they have to do is be closer. So, if I just take Guy's guess and just put a penny on the end of it, then I stand a good chance of winning, right? So, I'm going to go. Thirty-five pounds and one p. If I can do that, yeah. But you're not going to. No, oh. I, no, I'm going to. I'm doing that. There we go. <laughs> Panzer Dragoon Saga's average sale, when totaled along, is one hundred and thirty pounds. Now, you can't let him play it like that. Well, we can well, if you want, can. because he knew that your lack of knowledge, 
he could make you look a bit stupid. And I think everyone can agree that you do right now, Guy. You do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How's the dragon? His guess was one pence more than me. That doesn't. <laughs> but he's going to be going next when he first in when he guesses. Okay, right. so you can do one penny. It's not going to just be let's pick on Guy Day. Um, Panzer Dragoon Saga was a game that came out late on in the Sega Saturn's life, which meant that, unfortunately, there were not a lot of people that bought it. Actually, guys, there was less owners of the Sega Saturn than there is Wii U. So uh, that just shows you how much of a spectacular failure the Sega Saturn was. It basically fell because of the dominance of its rival, PlayStation. Even with the Sega name, that was not enough to save it. And towards the end of the life, a lot of those Sega Saturn games, which were released later on, have become very, very sought after indeed. Number two, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Now, Gareth, how much do you think, quite a recent game, do you think that that sells for on eBay? And we're talking the Xbox 360 version here. Um, Xbox 360 version on eBay. Um, mm. what, um, what version? Just a bog standard edition. And it's the average of all sales? The average. Okay, then. I'm, I'm going to go for s- s- uh, £6. £6. What's Guy going to go for? All the listings. <laughs> what, what's he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Seven, seven pounds. Fifty. Seven no, no, 50. no. Seven oh. pounds. Seven pounds. Well, that doesn't make any difference, Guy, because if it's under six, Gareth has won. If anything, over six, then you've won. So it doesn't actually do seven pounds no. or seven pounds fifty. That's not, that's not the rules you said. That's not true. Why is that not true? Because you just said closest. That's not how the, the rules work. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about the rules, they don't matter. <laughs> Actually, he sells for £10, which means that Guy has managed to bring it up to one all. Well done, Guy. Uh, what? The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim was one of the greatest <sighs> games made on the Here Xbox 360, PS3 and PC, receiving universal praise. It is still very playable today, and a lot of people have used mods, to make the game more up-to-date with today's graphical standards. The game has gone on to relieve legendary status and is still a great game to play to this day. Number three, The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Now, Guy, how much do you think that that game went for? 450. Wow, he seems to know his shit. Gareth? Uh, um... Huh... See, I'm th- I'm thinking it might it could even be less than four pound fifty. You think it, less than four pound fifty? You Maybe. can't you can't even get a packet of cigarettes for four pound fifty nowadays. <laughs> an epic one hundred hour RPG. All right, you're right. Um, I'm gonna go four pounds fifty two. The actual price for the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion is seven pounds. 2-1 to Gareth. The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion was released around the early stages of the life of Xbox 360. Today it doesn't really stand up too well because of the graphical inadequacies 
and the boring quest lines. But nevertheless, it still has a fevering fan base, some of them quite disillusioned. Right, so that is Oblivion 4, Oblivion 4, The Older Scrolls 4, Oblivion. Gareth, 2-1, and you are going next. Okay. Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh-huh. Or as you like to call it, Pebble Dash. <laughs> Sorry, what was the... Um... What was the, the 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 price? I can't tell you the price yet, guy. That's because no. it's the printer. <laughs> you thought that would work? Right. No, no. I meant of, I meant of, no, no. I went of Oblivion. I'd completely. Oblivion was seven pounds. Yeah. What did Gareth say? More than yours. Four pound fifty-two. Yeah. What? I won. Guy, listen at the actual time. <laughs> you pillock. <laughs> Right, Gareth, sorry about this. Mario Kart oh, Double shit. Dash. And they're taking you to a quiz evening tonight. Are they sure? That's fucking sure just it's not, cheating. It's probably some special bloody event. And they're taking you along as their kind of special boy. Right, you ready, Gareth? Mario Kart Double Dash. Well, I think it's garbage. Utter garbage. But I think people out there will have liked it. So I'm going to go to... 12 pounds. 12 pounds. 12 pound, Guy? 9 pounds. 9 pounds? The actual price, Guy Whitlock, is 10 pounds. So it's (sighs) two all now. Absolutely brilliant. Now we are going for Ico on the PlayStation 2. Guy, go first. Hmm. What game, sorry? Ico on the PlayStation. Oh, oh Jesus! Uh, that's going to be thirty-nine fifty. Brilliant, hmm. Gareth. Uh, well, they re-released it. No, no, that was a stupid Ch- guess. Yeah, they released it on fucking. Yeah, they released it on PS3. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, well, um. Uh, wait, what did you say, guy? Um, thirty-nine fifty. Oh well, then thirty-nine forty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually tell you now that it was 17 3 2 to Gareth Williams the Beast <laughs> Conquers Bad Fur Day on the N64 Gareth, Gareth go uh, N64 games um, N64 I'm going to go £8 ok go ahead. Eight pounds and three pence. <laughs> okay. And the actual price is one hundred and twenty pounds. What? Conquer's Bad Fur Day is a really, really uh, sought after game. Jesus. Yeah. Guy Gareth, you still won that though. What? No, what? what? No, you didn't. It's free all. <laughs> If only. FIFA 2004, which I'm sure Guy agrees is the best in the series and a real landmark. Guy, three pence. Wow, you've got great faith in that, haven't you? Gareth? Is, wait, is this the FIFA game that Guy loves? Yeah. Alright, 74 pence. Oh, you're a dick. The actual price is £1.57 for free for This Gareth. game is so broken. <laughs> it's not broken. Gareth it is broken. Loophole! <laughs> Right, FIFA 2005, Gareth. Oh, God. Um, uh, might as well just pick a random number <laughs> off the top of my head. 
£2 and 16p. Got it. £2 and 15 pence. So you went for £2.16, Guy went for £2.15. And it is actually 96 pence. So it's now (laughs) for all. FIFA 2006. (laughs) Go on, Guy. £1.03. Gareth. Um... One pounds and five pence. <laughs> it, just, actually... it just gets in whether it's going to be high or low. That ain't any different. It was one pound twenty-three. Gareth, <laughs> you win that one. Yes. Five four to Gareth. Now, Rule of Rose, which was on the PlayStation Two. Isn't that a foxy boxing game? No, that's Rumble Roses. You pervert. Oh right, sorry. Rule of Rose was a kind of survival horror with crazy children. Um, it's, just try and guess. I'm not going to tell you anymore because that might give it away. Um, survival horror? £15. Guy Whitlock? Oh, £15 and one pence. Guy, you have won because Rule of Rose is actually £57. Bloody hell. Streets of Rage 3. Go on, guy. Wow, that is an amazing um, attack carrier playing expression. <laughs> Twenty nine pounds and how oh, may I help you? Go compare twenty nine p. £29.29. What does Gareth say? This game's just basically tennis. Like, whoever breaks serve first, it's just the. He's just gonna win. Um, Right, okay. Um, uh, um, Higher or lower? I'm gonna go £29.25. It was actually £37. So, Guy wins that one, Guy. Crap. How are you feeling? You're actually in the league, Guy. Mm-hmm. Has Guy got service this time? No, Gareth's got service. <laughs> Radiant Silver Gun on the Dreamcast. Ugh. Um... Oh, sorry. Sorry. GameCube. Wait, did Radiant Silver Gun come up the GameCube? It sure did, babes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oops, did your hair drop on the floor? <laughs> but you should know. <laughs> I'm literally sat on your lap right now. Oh, sorry. He's, that was actually Guy's jaw hitting the floor. Because <laughs> he's actually winning. That was Guy's trousers hitting the floor. Oh, yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to guess um, 60 pounds. 60 pounds. English pounds? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that makes all the difference. Guy? What did Gareth say? 60 pounds. Mm. <laughs> uh, you two, stop doing that while we're doing this. <laughs> 
Guy, um... stop summoning ancient forces. <laughs> yeah, 50... he's getting pretty much at the end of Fifty-nine... Ninety-nine... It is actually 105. Fuck. Which makes it six all. Guy, you should have gone 58. What? 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 <laughs> this is the last one, guys. Okay, are we tied up? It's six all. Okay. Okay. So maybe we should do it differently. What should we do for the last one? We should like I sh- we should message you on Facebook what our guesses are. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well done. Have you got your ma- have you got your Facebook out? Um, I'll get mine ready. Uh, right now. Yeah, ten. Well, what? Oh, what? No, no, what's, going on? what's going on? I got so used to the rules of the game, I was paying no attention. <laughs> well, I got used to the rules of the game as they were before. Why are they why are they changing? We're, we're going to message Rob our guesses for the final question. So you each are going to think of the price of this game, then you are going to message me on Facebook, which is a multimedia, multi-personality social network. Right, so are you ready, Guy? Have you got my name on your Facebook? <sighs> Unfortunately. <laughs> can't be on the Game Central podcast uh, discussion. Because you'll both see your answers. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii. Um, okay. Okay. Bang, straight away, look at that. Boom. Guys, stop cheating. <laughs> Gareth's the one cheating, it's taken ages. What? I just did mine, like, straight away. Oh! Right. Guys put seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I need to put a pound sign to fucking... You knew what I meant. No, you put 1900. Yes, 19 pounds. 1900. Bit high, guys. Yes. So what do you think, Gareth? Gareth? What? Would... I messaged it to you. <laughs> it's literally sat right in front of you. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Oh, this is tense. You could, you couldn't lose. I know. To guy ever. I know. Gareth has put. Tell them, just do it. Twenty pounds. Yep. Oh, for fuck's sake. Guy has put nineteen. I don't think I've undersold it. Seventeen. Mm. Sorry. The actual price is forty-three no, 19 pounds. pounds. Forty-three pounds, which means what? that Gareth <laughs> to be. The winner! Gareth, how do you feel? Do you want to talk to your fans? Uh, well, um, I'd really like to give a, a big thanks to um, to Rob's mum. Uh. <laughs> I'd also like to thank guys, Joe, for hitting the floor in a toilet, which is gross. Uh, Guy, would you like to give yet another losing speech? Um, well played. <laughs>
So, uh, Gareth, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> League of Legends. League of Legends. Wow, that is absolutely fantastic. Please tell us again. <laughs> no, actually don't. You can do that. You can subject yourself to that later. Uh, have you been playing anything else other than League of Legends? No, I asked for Watch Dogs, remember, and they they ignored me. They didn't send me a copy of Watch Dogs. That's disgusting, isn't it? So we can't... I can't talk about Watch Dogs. That's, um, that's the headline. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> um, that's, that is a headline, but this week we'll be giving away a copy of Watch Dogs, won't we? Don't... Don't do this. <laughs> Why? Because we can't give away a copy of Watch Dogs. Why not? Because we're all poor. I've got... What do you mean we're all poor? I go to work. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have money, necessarily. You're right. I don't want to presume that... you can just give away copies of Watch Dogs. Of course I can, if it gives us millions of hits. <laughs> which it will, won't it, Gareth? We already have millions of hits, potentially. Right. So, I, I, I have... Um, almost finished Watch Dogs, and I can give that away on a on Twitter. You don't like it? Uh, it's all right, but I'm not going to do anything with it. Fair enough. <laughs> You're not going to keep oh, I don't playing mind. it. No. Oh. And I think you know, I'm I'm not going to do anything with it. It's just going to sit there. And if it, it's a recent game on a next generation console, if that's going to get us, because obviously. The competition last week didn't get much. Well, it got nothing, did it? Yeah, it was a bit of a fail. But it's, I've still got those games to give away in future, so it's not that big of a loss, really. Yeah, and I think if we get like these retweets and we think of a really good way of giving it away, because it is a good prize, then just think of something good, like people retweeting it onto their other posts. But don't leave any of this in, Gareth. <laughs> None of this goes in from okay. the start. Okay. Um, you just do your League of Legends thing. Uh, so have you been playing anything else this week, Gareth? Uh, no, unfortunately. They didn't send me a copy of Watch Dogs after I asked for it. So I've had nothing else to play but League of Legends, and I've milked it for all it's worth. I've you squeezed the it. milk out of League of Legends teats. As if it was the last cow in an apocalyptic future. Yep, would you sure. say that? Yeah. Yes, I so, would. Guy, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing Mario Kart. Eight lots. Is that the is that the subtitle of it? <laughs> yes. Do you get it? Yes. Good. Right. So, what can you tell us about it, Guy? It's Mario Kart. Yep. Is it? It is. Okay. Um. It's, that's it. It's just, it is just Mario Kart. Um, they've fixed some things, like when you fall off the track, you get brought back on a lot quicker, and items aren't as bad. There's a counter to the blue shell and stuff like that. There's a counter then... to the blue shell. Yep. Blue Fucking answer, shit hey. game. Fuck Mario Kart. 8. No one likes the blue shell. That's why it's so essential. No, it isn't. You can't counter the blue shell. The blue shell is your only tool against the person in first. Except for good racing, being good at the game, no skill. Yeah, so you no. have n- so that's why you're complaining <laughs> about it because you have no, no other not. way of combating no, first. No. Yeah, no, I complain about the blue shell because it's always me that's in fucking first that gets hit by it. 
That is a lie, and we all know. Um, we pl- Friday night, um, a few of the Game Central people and myself played quite a lot of Mario Kart online. And as soon as they tried doing races without items on, I won all four that we did with no items. Um, Which is exactly by miles. No items on Mario Kart is retarded. Why? Because it means people that are actually good at the game do well. Because the whole point of Mario Kart is that it's built around these items being a factor. It doesn't matter what where you finish anyway, because there's no sort of stat tracking, so it's not like it really actually means anything. Well, this game sounds worse and worse the more you describe it. I well, love it, but the it. no stat tracking thing makes online play. But there's like there's like the same sort of thing there was in Mario Kart Wii, where you've got a number that goes up by like ten points or down by like ten points depending on where you finish. But that number doesn't mean anything, and there's no stats to say how many times you've won or anything like that. So there's Which, no competitive element, really, is there? No, it doesn't really matter that much whether you win or lose. Um, so there's no proof that you've ever won anything? <laughs> basically, <laughs> yes. That's what annoys me. Yeah. No bragging rights? No. Uh, Lame. And, and who bought the copy of the game, Guy? Me. How? Online. <laughs> no, but How? See, this is a real like, um, like a real example of today's current society, isn't it? What? That people can just go out, use the money that I've been putting into the system <laughs> to buy games. Except I, I'm not on job seekers or anything, so. Guy, uh, it's very big of you. Fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm on job but, seekers. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> hey, Gareth, please don't, because a lot of people get annoyed with that kind of <laughs> that kind of outlook on life. Well, I'll dry my tears with their used five pound notes. I bet you've got loads around, Gareth. Yeah, I'm swimming in uh, in money right now. Oh yes, money, money, money. I like that song. Um, guy, obviously, you probably haven't been playing anything else, have you? Um, I played some more Xenoblade. Yeah. Um, did a bit more of that. Very still really good, but I just never have the motivation so to play it. Very still very good. <laughs> Excellent, brilliant. That's about it. Have you seen? Oh no, I played a Vita. Before? I had to go on a Vita this week. Okay. <gasps> uh, whilst you were essentially very impressed, uh, but you just thought yourself it's not really something that i could use in my everyday life what the vita yeah pretty much because you know when you first play a vita it is very impressive isn't it um it's all right but then when you yeah oh god man <laughs> what game did you play um i played a couple i can't really remember X. any of them you probably played uncharted golden abyss nope uh gravity rush nope Call of Duty? Nope. Persona 4? Nope. God of War? Nope. Borderlands 2? Nope. Virtual Tennis 4? Nope. Dragon's Crown? Nope. Killzone Mercenary? Nope. FIFA 14? Nope. Little King's Story? Nope. Dead or Alive 4? Nope. Dead or Alive 5? Yep. Hey. No, hey. not really, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> everybody's golf? Yep. <gasps> what did you think of that one, Guy? I thought it was the same as everybody's golf has always been. And it is. Um, and it's all such a beautiful game. Ridge Racer? Nope. 
I'm not quite involved anymore. Uh, but, you know, they're not really the games. You know, you want a game that makes you think, Oh, baby, I feel right. The music sounds better with you. But it never really comes along, does it? Not on that console. I no. And it's basically dead now. I think there's probably going to be one or two games quietly mentioned at E3 and then death. <laughs> And I think you'll agree, won't you, Gareth? Uh, well, Vita games, uh, I'd be surprised. Yeah, they'll they'll talk about the um, you know the second screenness of it with the PS4, but that's it. Yeah, but you know the the second screen. Okay, it's all well and good, but you have to be pretty near the screen to use the remote mode. And if you're near your screen anyway, then you probably don't need to do it. But I thought it was amazing when I first done it. I was like, wow, this is the future. And I was showing my girlfriend and stuff. Look, I'm coming out in the kitchen and I'm still playing it. But then I thought, why would I play it like this out in the kitchen when I've got my TV in the other room? So it doesn't make much sense. Does it, Guy? No. Excellent. Right, so what has Rob been playing this week? Um, I've been playing Watch Dogs. Um, I can say now that I don't know what to think of it. I don't know if I'm liking it because everyone else is hating it. And it's just in my nature to just go against what everyone else thinks. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it out to be. It's uh, If I would have carried on the hype I was feeling before it was released, then I probably would have been very disappointed disappointed but i think the week up to its release with all the leaked footage it kind of um desensitized me to the blow that was going to come so you know it was kind of throughout the week uh, little bits of information were just slipping out and it kind of gently lowered my um expectation gland mm-hmm. if you will into the point where uh, I didn't feel uh, utterly out. He's put his head mic down. I think guy's a prick, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, he's heard me start talking. He's put his uh, headphones down. He's probably gone to get a drink yeah. or talk to one of his friends. Uh, not knowing that we know what he's up to. And you know, he—it's just—it's. I don't know. He's just a knob, and I think he knows that. <laughs> well, it's never really been hidden from him. Yeah, I suppose. Wait, when do you think he's going to come? What do you think he's doing anyway? Oh, oh she's coming back. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to basically go... Uh, and I was I was let down gently, basically. And what I was left with is a game that isn't incredible, it isn't amazing, but it's very playable. And, and you know, it, it, it's it's a nice game. It's 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 not going to test you. It's not going to make you uh, go crazy. It's just a very solid game. And, you know, there's no bugs. There's no nothing. And I was sitting with my fiancée the other day, and I was watching a program. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, called John Tron. No. Um, have you heard of him? I have not. Yeah, have a look, because normally I can't I can't stand internet people, but John Tron's good, because not only is he quite funny, but he uh, 
he's quite informative as well when he knows what he's talking about. Hmm. And he was showing games like Charlie's Angels on the GameCube and stuff like that. You know, really, really awful games that, you know, were barely responsive. There were invisible walls. There were bugs where he kept glitching and stuff. And then afterwards, like, I was playing Watch Dogs and my girlfriend said, oh, sorry, my fiance. I keep calling my girlfriend. She doesn't like it. My <laughs> fiance said to me, you know, people saying this game's crap, but... You can, it's still playable, it's still good to watch, it's still entertaining. And, you know, it's true. I think we've become so spoilt with games that if it's not something that's totally incredible, I'm guilty of it myself. We immediately all start jumping on it. But we don't have that kind of game anymore. If Watch Dogs would have come out a few years ago, it would have been held as really good. But it's just because it's so hard to get... If you put yourself out there as a AAA franchise now, you're going to get shot down because you need to perform. Um, and I think that's the problem that many developers are facing. Because there isn't these pure games that you can't play because they're so awful, which we saw during the PlayStation 2 days, now it's very rare that you'll come across a game that's completely unplayable, isn't it? I don't know the last time, think about the last time you put a game disc into there and you were playing it and you thought, oh my God, this is even something like um, Earth Defense Force, which is a budget game, sold mm-hmm. as a budget game, is still immensely playable and it's got a level of enjoyment to it. That is and that's, true. And that's what I'm saying. During the PlayStation 1 era, I remember playing games that were so awful, lacked any kind of gameplay whatsoever not just that but the gameplay was fundamentally broken and i think that we're spoiled as gamers now whereas we're not coming across those kind of games anymore so we've got to find someone to pass the buck to and like i say watchdogs is not an awful game it's not dreadful it's just that we as a public are so used to just shooting things down now because they're successful and stuff like that that people will moan it but they'll go out and buy it still and then they'll moan because they've bought it. You know, the writing's on the wall. I knew when I got it that it, I wasn't going to be blown away by it. Mm-hmm. So you reduce your expectations. But everyone seems to keep at fever pitch. And the fact is, it sold 4 million copies. And yes, maybe you'll be a bit annoyed at yourself for buying into it and going into the hype train. But the fact of the matter is, Watch Dogs is still a highly enjoyable, playable game. And like I said, watching that really made me kind of appreciate the games we do have now that we can all start insulting a game like Watch Dogs. So we've got the luxury of being able to point out the driving's completely functional. The shooting's brilliant. The story's not too bad. The graphics are fairly serviceable. There's nothing in there that stops you playing it or that's downright awful. And to call it a traversy and to call it awful is just, it's not true. It's a 7 out of 10 game, which is something that you know we used to be used to a lot and when a game come out like that that you could play you were just thankful that you could play it and i'm enjoying it you know um saying that uh, i've come up to a point in the game where i'm not too sure what's going on anymore uh, because of the story but i think one of watchdog's problems that a lot of these free roaming games have is that while you're trying to get somewhere there's a lot of explanation of the story going on so You'll be in the car in a hectic car chase 
and you're trying to get away from the police and some members of the gang, and you've got the police helicopter above you, uh, shining its lights, people shooting at you, you're trying your hardest to get out of it, and there's someone trying to explain something to you, and I think there's a few games that do that, and then when you've completed the mission, you think, hang on a minute, I didn't hear a word that guy just said, because I was concentrating so hard to actually play the game, I couldn't hear what the guy was saying at the other end of the phone. Yeah, Titanfall had that. Yeah. And Watch Dogs is the kind of game that if you miss like one piece of explanation to the story, you can get lost. And there's a lot of moments in Watch Dogs where you'll be in the middle of doing something quite stressful and strenuous and taking up all your brain power and you have to focus and they're trying to explain to you what's going on in the story, like a woman's talking to you over the phone saying about you've got to get here because or they're explaining a, a character in the story. And it's just, it's the wrong way to go about things. You, you know, you like you say, Titanfall, that's a fast and furious game. And you, you haven't got the time to sit back and look at the guy in the corner of the screen talking to you about what's going on. Hmm. And that really is one of um, Watch Dogs' biggest downfalls in the way that it structures it in telling you the story. It kind of lets you walk around uh, with nothing really going on, just driving around in a car. But yet, when it all kicks off, that's when they want to explain to you what's going on, and I think that's pretty wrong. But yeah, that's what I've been playing this week, and I, I very much enjoyed it. And I think if you can get it for about £25, £20, you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a good game. You know, there's stuff like the side missions, I think... Um, I've not done any side missions because, you know, frankly, I can't be bothered because I think the thing is people are becoming wise to side missions in that, you know, it's not going to advance the story. It's going to be the same few side missions over and over again, which they tended turned out to be. And, you know, I'm just going to complete the game. I'm not going to go off course to look for this because at the end of the day, I'm not going to get anything from it as a game player. Yeah, something that... Like, um... The Assassin's Creed series has been struggling with, which is also a Ubisoft yeah. thing. Just all the side quests are the same, so why even bother? And that's it. It's like there's, you know, the feathers being a, a prime example in an Assassin's Creed. Oh, look, there's a feather nearby. No, I don't care. I literally don't care. That's got nothing to do with anything. I'm not going to get anything from it, so I'm just going to leave it. And I think that's the problem in... Like we, we spoke a few weeks back about these kind of audio logs. The Wolfenstein was pretty bad for it, that you just pick them up and they expect you to just stop, go into the pause menu, click on it and sit there listening to it. Mm-hmm. You're not. Like I'm not, particularly. But you pick up like two or three audio logs every level in Wolfenstein. And games have got to get past this. They really do, because that's, that's not the way to tell a story now. And with that, yawn from Gareth Williams. <laughs> that is the end of today's Game Central podcast. Um, Gareth, would you like to tell them about the competition this week on www. <laughs> We're only giving away... Listen to the prize this week. Well, we gave away a brilliant prize a few weeks ago, which was a nine-game bundle. Um how do you enter our competitions, we hear you ask? Gareth, do it because you're a lot better than me when you say at Game Banter on Twitter. <laughs> you go to at Game Banter on Twitter and you follow me and then uh, I will announce the competition this weekend. 
And the competition this week is to win Watch Dogs on the Xbox One. So that is an absolutely brilliant prize. Uh, how you can enter, uh, Gareth will be coming up with the ways that you can enter. So look out for that on the Game Banter website, www.gamebanter.co.uk. Uh, or follow us on Twitter at Game Banter. And hopefully it will be a really lovely competition. Guy, do you want to say anything before we go about Paul or um, your long arms? What? <laughs> Has anyone actually mentioned the length of your arms? They don't really need to. I think it's. Um, I think that picture makes them look particularly long, but they are just. I'm actually very, very um, lanky and quite repulsive. Um, yeah, so. because that's what I got. You know that slender man. I don't know if you've ever seen him. <laughs> like that. That's what you remind me of. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. Your. Your arms. Like you were standing waist height in the picture, and yet you still couldn't see the end of your arms where your hands began. <laughs> yes, you could. I, f- I like to think that they were dragging along the carpet, Wait. like some sort of overused stretch Armstrong. Okay, that's exactly what they were doing. Brilliant, Gareth. Mm-hmm. Another fire at NASA waiver. You have a good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. But until next week, uh, thank you very much, and we'll talk. To- sorry, sorry, Gareth. Go. <laughs> uh, next week. Go. Next week on Monday is E3. Is it? Yeah. What, this Monday coming up? Yeah. It's E3, wow. uh, where all the press conferences are, and I'm aiming to have a podcast up for every single press conference. Fucking hell, guys. Um, <laughs> maybe with Guy, maybe with Rob, maybe with Rob or Guy, maybe with Rob and Guy, maybe with neither. I don't know, but my aim is to have a podcast up for every press conference next week. So and your aim is usually spot on, isn't it, Gareth? Yes. Yeah. Right then, so look out for that. Um, it's going to be quite a busy week next week in the ter- in regards of news and stuff like that coming along. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be there every step of the way to guide you in like a kind of sexual favour. Lovely. Uh, but until then, we'll see you later and goodbye. Bye-bye. See ya.